Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. What if you took inventory of everything in your house? Would it make you rethink the things that you're holding on to? If we took inventory and categorized the stuff in our house, we'd have a much better idea of what needs to exit our homes. Joining me today to discuss the idea of our possessions as inventory is Don Madsen, otherwise known as the Minimal Mom. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. And for everyone that has recently done so, we made it to 600. Thank you all so much. Like I said, I didn't want to announce that this was a goal, but it really was a goal of mine to hit by the end of the year. So thank you, thank you, thank you. As for my minimalist moment this week, I have been decluttering a lot. I decluttered my refrigerator and I decluttered the medicine cabinet. For some reason, we seem to have a lot more medicine than I ever remember buying, but most of that was expired, so had to get that out of the house. It is so much more functional when spaces like this, especially going into the, well, I guess I feel like all year has been a sick season, but moving into the colder months, it's just nice to have things on hand, especially in the middle of the night if someone has a cough. So I've been decluttering in that way, but I also wanted to mention I have been trying to be a lot more intentional in my parenting, just trying really, really hard to watch my words with my kids. I recently read a book called I Can't Believe You Just Said That by Ginger Hubbard. It is a Christian book and it is from a biblical perspective, but a lot of the meat of this book I think would be beneficial to anyone. Another great alternative would be How to Talk So Little Kids Will Listen. The same author has recently written a book called How to Talk When Kids Won't Listen, Whining, Fighting, Meltdowns, Defiance, and Other Challenges in Childhood. And this is one that I actually picked up from the library, and I can't wait to dive into this one next. But I think it's just really hard, especially now that we're homeschooling, to have so many different opinions and the different dynamics of ages. It's just hard to not lose your temper and yell. And that's not the type of environment I want my kids raised in. So I'm just trying to be a lot more intentional about that. And it's funny, before I started talking about mindfulness, I never really fully knew what that meant. I'm like, what does that mean in my day-to-day mindfulness? But when I'm in these moments, I have to tap into the front of my brain, the prefrontal cortex, and actually tell myself, hey, remember this and remind myself so that I start building these new habits that I want to cultivate. So I'll put those books in the show notes for you if you're curious, but let's get into this conversation with Don. Dawn, thanks so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. I am really excited to talk to you. I've actually watched your YouTube channel for a while now, and I was just thrilled that we got to, we get to speak. So I can't wait to dive more into our conversation, but before we get into that, I'll just allow you to introduce yourself for listeners that might not know who you are and tell me more about your pursuit of minimalism and how that all came about. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, I'm Dawn from The Minimal Mom. If we haven't met before, I'm married to Tom. We have four kids, ages six through 11. And I found minimalism about seven years ago. We had just had our fourth baby and I had four kids, ages four and under. And I was just drowning. And um, I was listening to a podcast one day by Joshua Becker. And he talked about 
you know, his interaction with his neighbor, if you're familiar, where his neighbor said, did you know you don't have to have all this stuff? And it was literally like that one sentence that just stopped me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you, are you really saying we don't have to have all of this stuff? And at that time, I was just looking for a housekeeping tactic. I just wanted a way to not feel like such a loser as a mom and a wife to like our house was just always out of control. And I was just to the point where I just didn't care anymore. Like I just literally could not pick up the same toys. I couldn't wash the same dishes. And so I just let it go all the time. (laughs) And so, um, so when he said that, I was just like, I am, I'm all in. I mean, I'm pretty like easy sell anyways. Like I shouldn't watch like infomercials late at night or anything. Cause I'm like, sign me up. I'll do it. I'll try anything. Oh, excuse me. And so over the course of the next year, um, I just started getting rid of anything that we weren't currently using. So that was kind of like my initial filter was just like, if we're not using it, then I'm just going to let it go because I just really want to try this out and see if it's going to be the solution that I was looking for. And so uh, we did, we got rid of 80% of our stuff over the course of that year. Now, since then, we've fine-tuned it more and got rid of more, but truly have never looked back. It has been one of the best things that we've ever done. And so I started my YouTube channel a few years ago, hoping to just help and inspire others. Um, I did not ever imagine Uh, that we'd get to the point where we have almost a half million subscribers and um, many millions of people watching each day from around the world. Um, It still blows my mind. And I have to kind of not even think about that too much. Otherwise, I get like nervous and like (laughs) worried about what I'm like, well, this has to be really good now if people are watching from all over the world. So I try not to focus on that. Um, But it has been so fun. And the best part has been hearing the stories of other women who say, yes, this has absolutely changed my life too. And so it's been so fun and so rewarding. No, I definitely can relate. And I think that when you experience something that is so life-changing, and I don't want to say that it's easy because it is really difficult to begin the decluttering process. Mm -hmm. And it it is a mind shift before I feel like you can even approach the things in your home. But Mm really it is a simple shift that has such a huge impact. And it's like, if we can just share this message with others, how, how big of a benefit could it be in people's lives? Like you said, all over the world, and we all have Mm -hmm. the ability to condense the number of items that we have. So yeah, I think Mm -hmm. again, it's, it's an easy idea, but I guess the application can get really difficult, but Anyways, I digress. Well, actually, maybe I don't digress. This actually somewhat (laughs) has to do with what we're talking about today in regards to our possessions as inventory, Mm -hmm. and we need to manage them. What made you begin to view your items in that way? Right. So as I was trying to help others simplify, I, you know, I'd often say like, our house is just so much more peaceful and we enjoy being here more. We get along better, but I could never quite put my finger on what was it about our house that just felt easier and better. And so one day I was doing a video on um, meal planning and I was talking about how we have to like really limit the number of groceries we have in our house because if the inventory creeps up, I forget what we have, stuff goes bad and I just can't manage it or maintain it all. And so I had said, without even thinking, I was like, so I have to limit my grocery inventory. And as I thought about it more, I was like, wow, this applies to every area of our home. And most of us get down on ourselves because we're not able to manage our homes well. Like I 
thought such bad things about myself because our house was messy and I couldn't stay on top of it. And I thought I'm unorganized. I'm lazy. You know, all those things we think about ourselves if we can't stay on top of it. But as I stopped and I really thought about it, I was like, no, there's, there's nothing wrong with me. It's that the inventory in our house has crept up so much Mm -hmm. that it is to a point where no one could manage it. Well, it was just simply too much stuff. Unless that's all I did from sun up to sundown every day. The inventory was just too much. And what I really like about this concept is that it helps to take the emotion out of it. Our mm-hmm. I'm not bad. Our stuff's not bad. It's just too much inventory for me to manage. And when I look at it through that lens, it becomes easier to see, well, what should we let go because I don't enjoy managing it or maintaining it or taking care of it? And what stuff is really adding value to my life? Like what inventory do I want and I need? And it makes life easier. And so it's been a really helpful lens. And I just did a, a like poll on Facebook the other day. And I was like, what concept when you're simplifying has helped you the most? And m- the majority of people said it's the idea of inventory. And mm-hmm. I do think especially as women, we are very emotionally attached to a lot of our stuff. I mean, I'm sure you hear that often too. Like, I just so attached to my stuff. And so I do feel like this concept really does help to take the emotion out of it. Absolutely. And I'm wondering, so when you have that light bulb moment of, oh, hey, it actually is inventory in my home that I'm managing. What was your process in starting to whittle away? And just, you said, what do I prioritize and what's most important and what can I live without? I mean, did you literally go through every room and take inventory and take note of what you had? How, how was that process for you? Yeah. You know, I had, I had arrived at this after I had, um, mostly simplified our house, but it definitely helped me to fine tune it. And I had often like, even like when we'd have stuff stored in our basement and I'm like, I have really like, I have really significantly reduced the amount of stuff we were storing in our basement. But I'm like, I was still forgetting about stuff that was down there. I would have craft projects I had started holiday decorations I bought, you know, on clearance in January that I thought I would put out the next year and I would be so excited and I would love having them. And I was like, I am forgetting like about this stuff. And I was like, okay, it's just another signal that the inventory is too much. If I can't remember what we have, if, if it's not getting used because I don't remember it's there, um, or I just don't even have the energy to, to think about putting out more or doing more. Again, it's just coming back to, okay, it's just too much inventory. And I think what's helpful to understand too is that this might change depending on the season that we're in. And so maybe when we have small kids, we, you know, we can't handle a lot of inventory. But as they get a little bit older, now we find ourselves like, oh, I do want to do the craft projects again or decorate more for the holidays. And then we hear from a lot of friends who, as you get into older seasons of life, again, we have to reduce the inventory because we don't have as much time or energy as we used to in the past. And so realizing that it's kind of a fluid concept, but again, we're not bad just because I was never getting back to my sewing projects. That's not bad. It just was in that season of life. I didn't have time to manage that inventory and to remember it and to finish it. I'm so glad you said that because that was what immediately popped into my head as you were going through the things in your basement, because for me, I have a giant bin of kids clothes in my basement right now. And it's because I'm in the season of, are we going to have a fourth baby? I'm I'm fairly certain. And so I've decluttered it to a point, but I'm like, I have more inventory right now than I'll need when I'm an empty nester (laughs) or when I've Mm -hmm. hit menopause and I'm, it's irrelevant to me anymore. So 
it, it is, it's, it's kind of like the stores at the different types of year, you're going to have more inventory of the Halloween and the fall harvesty, mm-hmm. I guess, belongings at that point than you would in the spring. So it's just the, the seasons. I'm really glad that you said that. Mm-hmm. In 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. 2020 was interesting, so let's just do a mental health check-in. How are you really, and what do you need right now? Humans are not meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick, and therapy helps. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work not dealing well with stress, whatever it is that you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you, because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Minimalist Mom listeners get 10% off the first month at BetterHelp.com slash Minimalist. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Minimalist. Most of you have probably heard me sing the praises of Pros. It's the world's most personalized hair care. And for those that haven't, I want to tell you about the incredible results I've been seeing using my customized Pros products. I've worn my hair long for the past several years, and with the length, I have to be sure to just keep it well-conditioned or else it becomes far too dry, especially in the summer months. However, thanks to my personalized shampoo and conditioner, I really just started to fall in love with my hair again. And that's not just hyperbole. By analyzing over 85 personal factors, Pros determines a unique blend of ingredients to treat your exact concerns. I took the quiz and it asked me questions such as my eating habits, how I work out, and my zip code. This was the most interesting thing to me actually because I was able to see which environmental elements affect my hair such as UV rays, pollution, water hardness, humidity, and wind. I also have to mention that Pros is an industry leader in clean and responsible beauty. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. They're also the first custom beauty brand to go carbon neutral. If you choose Pros and you're not 100% positive it's the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back with no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair quiz and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash minimalist. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash minimalist for your free in-depth hair quiz and 15% off. What does it look like for our kids in applying that to their things? I think one of my main goals as a parent now is to help my kids know how to live successfully in a world where they have everything at their fingertips and where stuff is so easy to acquire. And so when they were little, when I did this first purge and they were four and under, I actually went through all of their stuff on on my own. So I had Tom take them out for a Saturday. I went through all the toys and I mean, I got rid of probably 90% of their toys and some things I boxed up and I use the term term like quarantine them. There was probably two boxes of stuff where I'm like, I'm not sure if someone's going to miss this. So I'm going to put it in this box. So they know that I haven't gotten rid of everything. And then the rest, I just loaded up and took to goodwill. And what I'll never forget is 
when they walked back down into our family room where all the toys had been, I mean, the room was literally lined with toys. They walked in and they loved it. Our three-year-old was like, I can dance in here now. I can do gymnastics. No one asked where the toys had gone or anything like that. And if one of them had, I know some kids are more attached or have better memories when it comes to stuff. I could have said, don't worry, it's in a box in the garage. Um, but they never asked for a single thing back out of there. And a couple months later, I donated those two toys too that I had set away. So when they're like five and under, I think we just have to know our, our children. Do we want to involve them in the process or will it potentially set us back? Because I really wanted my kids to experience it. And then from there, we could maintain it. Because I knew if I said, hey, we're going to box up and get rid of a whole bunch of your toys, they weren't going to understand it at those ages. Now that they're a little bit older, I definitely involve them with the process. Um, I mean, I can give them a box and say, hey, it's before Christmas, go declutter your room. Or hey, we're getting ready for back to school, go declutter your room. Um, because we have, we've developed that habit. But one of my favorite tactics for parents, if you have older kids, and you're just kind of jumping in now, is to give them a box and say, hey, I will pay you $5 to fill this up or a basket and just say $2 if you fill it up, you can put garbage or toys in it, but fill it up and I will pay you for it um, just to help them get through um, until they can experience it for themselves. And then I think most kids are minimalist at heart that they want to have a simplified space and they thrive in that. Mm -hmm. So it can take a little bit learning these new things to get there, but I think it's worth it and figuring out what works for your kids. And I know sometimes we have to use like quarantine bins or set aside boxes for them too. again, just to help them be able to experience it and develop a value for it for themselves. Absolutely. That's all really great advice. I want to somewhat transition to a blog post that you have that I found. I should have prompted you for this, but you actually have created <laughs> a home inventory sheet and you have, oh, yeah. yeah, you have six, I guess, categories. We'll say you have essential used in the past year, enjoy having someday sentimental and I think guilt, uh, and then fantasy self. So mm -hmm. tell me more about that list. So I came up with that list for people who say they have a hard time at letting go of stuff. And so what I wanted to do was take it from subjective, like, does this spark joy, um, to more objective. So I said, if, okay, if we have these six categories and if you look at an item in your house and you have to put it into one of those, the first three columns, we keep those. It's something we use. It's something we enjoy maintaining. And then if it lands in one of those last three categories, like, well, I'm kind of just saving it for someday or somebody gave it to me as a gift. So I feel like I have to keep it. Like you could literally look at everything in those three columns and discard it from your house because I know 99.9% .9 sure you are not going to miss it. So it was, it was trying to make it a more objective way for us to simplify and declutter our house. Yeah. And I'm definitely visual. So I like to see, I mean, you have a photo of your inventory and when you went through your kitchen, it looks like, but I like that you can see where your little check is in the box so that you can see, okay, a lot of this is essential, but I think if a lot of that fantasy self or sentimental, uh, starts building up, you can say, okay, maybe I'm keeping things for the wrong reasons or sometimes visualizing and really having that evidence in front of me, it makes all mm -hmm. the difference. And it's kind of like if you've ever kept like a food journal uh -huh. and you're like, oh, I really want to eat this, but I don't want to have to write it down. <laughs> yeah. I kind of felt that way about the inventory too, is that it's, it's a form of accountability. It's like, 
yeah, if I write this down on the list and I have to write that I'm just keeping it because I feel guilty because someone gave it to me as a gift three years ago, it, it just, I think it connects with us in a different way of like, wow, that's actually pretty silly that I'm just keeping this because I feel guilty about it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think that we have to just say that this idea of inventory is fluid. I like that you said Mm -hmm. that. Well, do you have any other wisdom you want to share with the listeners? So I would say I would encourage you to go further than you think. I, I think that we don't really get to experience the benefits of simple living and minimizing unless we go a little bit further than we're comfortable with. If we really simplify our wardrobe and we really simplify our kitchen. And so you can just really test it out and give it a fair shot. And I think if you do that, I think you're going to find that the benefits are so awesome that it's going to inspire you to do the rest of your house too. So go a little bit further than you're comfortable with. And I think you're gonna be really glad that you did. No, that's great advice. And I think that I even have to push myself now. I've been living this way Mm. for 10 years, been hosting the podcast for five, and I'm still saying, nope, you can go a little bit further and Mm. such a benefit when you do that, that you can always live with much less than you think. Yeah, absolutely. Don, where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you online? So we spend most of our time on YouTube. Uh, if you search for The Minimal Mom, I'm also on uh, Instagram occasionally. <laughs> so I try to pop in there as well. All right. Two questions I ask every guest. The first one is, what is something that you're simplifying this week? AKA, what is your minimalist moment of the week? So we've actually been taking a pass through our kitchen again. Um, our oldest is 11 and she really enjoys well, she really enjoys baking, but I've been trying to convert that to cooking because um, there's been too many sweets in the house. Mm-hmm. And so we've been making a pass back through the kitchen and I really wanted it to be set up in a way where it was really easy for her to find stuff. We had some like cabinets that just weren't really functioning that great. So we just ended up getting rid of even more because I find, find, especially for kids that like it really has to function really simply. Otherwise it just becomes a barrier for them to help. And so we've been making a pass through and that has felt really good. Absolutely. I feel like kitchens, they need to be set up in the right way to be functional. Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. there's too much there, it really just throws me off. Yeah. And when you invite someone else in, it kind of reveals the weaknesses, right? She's like, mom, why do we put that there? Like, why, why are these pans like that? And I'm like, I don't know, because I just haven't found something better. You know? No, that's a great point. All right. My last question for you is what is something that you can't stop talking about? And this can be in regards to minimalism or just something that you really enjoy right now. Okay. Uh, I've been listening to the book glow kids and it talks about screen addiction with our kids. And it is incredibly uh, convicting and compelling. But I do find when I read things like that, it just helps me to to do a better job as a parent and, and reinforces why we need to have limits. So it's been really inspiring. So I'm glad I've been reading it. So funny that you mentioned that I'm listening to it on audible right now. I'm about halfway done. <laughs> and okay. it, yeah. And I have felt the same way. I think that I got a little lax with our screen time during the COVID mm-hmm. time, just because yeah, yeah there wasn't yeah. a lot going on. So it was a good kick in the pants for me. I will say. Yeah. I think a lot of us know this stuff. We just need reminders from time to time. So mm-hmm. it's been good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Don, thank you so much for joining me. I totally direct people your way on YouTube to connect with you. Your videos are really helpful and really quick to just watch and get a little bit of minimalism. So I just appreciate your time today and joining me here. Thank you. This has been fun and I appreciate that too. 
What did you think of the episode? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.